Oh, danke schön für Anschauen. Von der, wo wir wieder gehen mit dem Interview, wo ich kommt mit Raja und uh, Jacob. Uh, dort sind ein paar Missionaren in Indien. Sie werden hier in Ontario ein bisschen besiegen, was sie heute kann gelernt, was Raja heute kann gelernt in Indien. Und dort ist uh, Lena Glenn. Sie waren vielleicht bekannt mit Arbenbassisan, sie hat uns Announcement für Floors Now, sie hat das Redner für dort. Und sie war in Indien gewesen, das ist ein Mission Noir, und sie war bei Rajas in Hüß gewesen. Und dort habe ich gehört, dass ich kandidiert habe, und wir sind bei Sekumbat hier auch besiegen. Wir wollen auch noch einmal wieder hören von Rajas in Tochter, weil das ich auch befriedet mit dem Dietchen Mohn. Und Bernd Dick, wenn ich nicht erreicht habe, die haben sich getroffen und haben sich auch befriedet. Und das ist sehr interessant, weil sie heute in Indien gewohnt und sie wohnt hier in Alberta, Knorra, und wurde sich getroffen haben und auch noch befriedet. Das möchte Wort, das ich sage, auf Englisch sein. Und da guckt ihr, wann ihr wenigstens kann verstehen und was ihr wenigstens sehen sollt. Wenn ihr vergangene Werk habt, vermisst, dort erst noch einmal zu hören über unseren Podcast und dort und dort. Und dann bis vergangene Werk, dort und dort hören. Und dort kann ich das erste Part von diesem Interview hören, wo ich mehr rede mit Jakob und wo er erst gekommen zum Missen nur sein. Von der erst wieder von Raja, wo er erst gekommen zum Tau und wo seine Tochter sich getroffen hat mit diesem äh, Digimon von Alberta. Dann war er wieder gut mit uns äh, Interview. So, let's go back to Raja a little bit. You say you're a pastor, you oversee all the other pastors. Yeah. Do you have, do you, are you able to have your services and your, your meetings in open spaces or does it have yeah, to be something? Yeah, well, it's in the church. We have a little church now. Uh, the fellowship is conducted in Two, uh, three different places. It's an open place. Uh, South India, where we come from, the provinces, uh, the government is more supportive to Christians. Okay. What Jacob is talking about, this central government, which is provincial, or he said, um, that is the one dangerous to Christians. But the one we come from, they are favored to Christians, so we, we can have open um, church a meeting, we can hope and Bible school, Bible school. Uh, yes. Uh, so yeah. how, how many churches or church leaders do you oversee? Well, uh, Satya Mangalam, which I come from, 120, and then Thalawadi, which is a tribal area, 30 of them, and then up in Delhi, near North India, um, nearly 30, about. Okay. Yeah. This is every month. Wow. Every month. And then be, beside this, Every Thursday we have Bible studies for pastors and those who want to grow in the world. That's every Thursday uh, of the week. So now, do you come together or do you do this yes. electronically or over over internet or something or is that when not available? We there? had a COVID when we had COVID, we I was online all the time, but now we all come together in the place in the church. Okay. Yeah. I see you have um, Roger again. You have, or Jacob. Sorry. You have an, a nice little family. You got a wife and three children, two girls and a boy. Uh, so how do they uh, like uh, your work and what you do? Uh, my wife, uh, you know, she 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 studied uh, in in a, in a missionary school, and then she did a lot of studies in in in, in U.S. in Canada and in, in you uh, even in Australia. 
and then and even though she she saw so many countries and in different places but our heart was always for india and women there the women uh, you know women and children in india because a lot of women and children are going through so much of persecutions and and, and the the she's always, her heart is always for broken families widows and often uh, so and then when when we when i met sharon and the, that's the one thing that i really loved about her is like her heart was always for uh, you know women were going through difficult uh, situation and broken families and orphans and and widows so that was our heart and that that's where that's how we were connected for me like i have decided i my ministry is going to be like you know into into villages and in tribal places and those are really tough and most of the the girls from the cities would say no i don't want to do that ministry you know and and that's a difficult ministry i can't do that so you know you know before you know that's how it would be but when i spoke to sharon like she had a heart for for village people she had a heart for uh, you know uh, people like you were going through really difficult times and then to orphanage and and, and uh, often people often often kids and then and also like the broken family so mm -hmm. that's where we were connected and and she's a very supportive for for me in the ministry and uh, yeah god has blessed Sisters with uh, the three kids. My wife's name is Sharon, and my oldest daughter Adriella, and she's eleven. And then uh, next is Kezia, uh, she is eight. And then uh, final is Caleb, and he is six now. Wow! Yeah, God has blessed us with a beautiful family. Yeah, I know our listeners can't uh, <laughs> see this, but yeah, there's a beautiful family you have here. It's a very lovely family yes. and lovely children. So let's go back again to uh, both of you are working with Mission Goal. We'll go with Raja first. Yeah, when, when I came to Bible College, Alberta, in 1974, I did not come with a mission. I was working. I had enough money to pay for first year. So I never bothered about joining with any mission. After I come, I worked, okay, anyway, uh, for four years I had to pay. So I worked for the school and paid there. But then when I was graduated and about to go back to India, uh, I don't know. I I I thought I need don't need a mission uh, because God who brought me and He will supply me. You need my need, and uh, this uh, stand that I took, heard by one of our professor, and he called me in. Don't you want to visit churches in Canada? I said no. I don't want any anybody's money. And God has paid me, and He took care of me. I don't want any mission. Well, so I'll, I don't know, but then, don't you want people pray for you? I said, sure. Then he said, why don't you just visit churches? They will, there are people who will pray for you. So I said, okay, what shall I do now? By the way, when I finished uh, my Bible College in 1979, I approached nearly 20 mission boards. Not even one mission board would send me back to my own country. They will send me back to other countries like South America, Africa, but not my own country. But here my heart is go back, tell my own people what God did in my life, how he changed it. And so I waited and fasted and prayed and God showed this mission. Then it was known as Global Outreach. I wrote to them, sure, sure, sure enough, it's St. Catherine, their office uh, in, in Canada. And so they took us, readily took us. So we went back with the Global Outreach. Uh, again, 1986, something uh, happened, so I had to move to SIM. 
Sudan Interior Mission, one of the big mission North America, North America. I was with the mission for oh nearly 15 years, and then again I had to move back to global audit, which I am now nearly 20 years. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, how about how about you, Jacob? Oh yeah, after when when we got married and and that's all like you know my father in Raja, he introduced us to global outreach and then it's it's been 11 years now we we are with the mission go and and it is a nice mission they they really take care of their missionaries and it's nice that uh, you know we can we can connect with them when we have some troubles we, we they have counselors and then they do have a, a conference you know recently the one of the conferences that we met we had was in Florida and then we had that conference. So it's such an encouraging mission. So mm -hmm. I think it, it's it's very good for missionaries. You know, when when you when you're going through you know in the mission field, and you have a team that is supporting yes. and, and you know uh, encouraging and praying for you. That's a very good thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a blessing to be with Mission Go. Well, I've heard from missionaries already. Sometimes they can, if they're in a situation may it or may not be necessarily a, a hostile situation or, or a, a, a dangerous situation but if they're in a situation all of a sudden they feel this just kind of a, a release or a relief and then mm -hmm. and then they found out that at that point there was a prayer meeting and that people were praying for them and that the Holy Spirit just kind of sends them yes. that that message and they could feel it right there thousands and thousands of miles away Amen. and uh, the, Amen. the prayer is so powerful oh yeah uh, and it's like uh, Raja said you don't always just need the money the money is you need too of course that it helps but prayer is very powerful, very powerful. and that is yeah. as, uh, always needed no matter what and everybody can pray Amen. Yes. maybe not Amen. everybody has the means to help financially mm -hmm. but everybody has the yeah. ability to help with prayer yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's speed things up a little bit here or no, I should say move forward so what brought you back to Ontario this uh, week or I don't know when you when did you arrive back here uh, we as uh, Jacob mentioned we came we were invited to go to this uh, conference at Florida mm -hmm. uh, it was over a, a ship like a cruise, a cruise ship okay. uh, so we fit one week then we said, since we are here in North America, my daughter is born in Canada, she's in Alberta, married to a Mennonite man. I couldn't believe how can that happen. I heard that. we got to talk about that a little bit more, so, but let's first finish off how you came over here. So, yes. Uh, so I said, I, I want to go visit my uh, daughter and uh, son-in-law, who is Ben Dick. Um, and then uh, we even didn't really plan to do any visiting of churches. But then I uh, called up Lena. She said, no, you cannot sit quite sitting there. You just come over. Uh, we, because Lena was with us for six months and, uh, okay. uh, in India. And she knew us. She knew firsthand of uh, things. Um, so we said, all right, we'll, uh, we'll book the ticket. Ben Dick uh, booked the ticket for us. So we landed in Alberta September 30th. And, of course, today is uh, November uh, 29 and then um, December 17th Sharon and for three children arriving and uh, December 23rd my eldest daughter arriving from Switzerland she has married to a Swiss man who is a pilot and they will arrive so after we are going to have a family relationship fellowship after 10 years oh wow so when you're a Christian you have, you have to have a sacrifice life you have to, there is a there is a part of you have this part of 
Christian life is part of sacrifice. Okay. So that's brought you back here to Canada. Yes. So, and then I guess you just kind of came along because yes. Yes. So, relationship, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we planned to because we are also with Mission goals. So we were like, you know, it's been a long time. I even, we attended the conference. So we, they were like, Mission Go was like, no, you guys have to come this time and, and share about your ministry, what you guys are doing. So it was nice. We we, we had uh, 10 days on the cruise, which sure. we, we never thought about. Cool. And, and it was it was such, that's what I was talking about Mission Goes. They take care of the missionaries. And then we had, we were there 10 days on the cruise and, and we really enjoyed it and then and we had we also had an opportunity to share uh, you know and, and in the in the evenings we had a mission go meetings and then like nearly there were like I think like 100, 100, and 100 people who gathered all the missionaries okay. so we had a chance to share with them about our ministry and, and things too it was wonderful and then we thought okay well, why not we also take this time you know and then visit few churches and sure. share about a ministry and, and friends and, and churches. That's what we're doing now. Well, I was <clears> really <throat> pleased when Lena contacted me and asked if I want to do an interview. I said, oh, absolutely. And so now let's back up about your Mennonite uh, okay. son-in-law. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 How did your daughter meet this Mennonite? Where, well, where did they meet? Well, as I mentioned, Shaley and Sarah, my two eldest daughters, were born in Canada, in Canada when I was a student at Prairie, so they got Canadian citizenship easy, right. and uh, of course I took them back uh, to India and I had them Bible school, I mean rather high school, finished them high school, and uh, after that they, they wanted to come back to Canada. Uh, so Shelley came first, uh, she was already in Canada 20 years, and uh, my wife died, passed away 2005. Um, I didn't really think of my remarriage or anything. Rather, I was praying about my daughter's future and praying for their future, their marriage, and so on. And um, it's it's a real story how the Lord heard my prayer and used me in the life of my uh, three daughters. Anyway, coming to Shelley, uh, 2017, I came to New Brunswick where my daughter, eldest daughter was. I was there for four months and watching, Shelly was with them. And she was working, uh, teaching English to foreign students in New Brunswick. So, but then I went back, uh, same year, 1918, in India, I, as I was praying over and again, the Lord moved me as though he said, not a loud voice, as though he said, Raja, I am going to find a husband for your daughter. Do you want to go with me? I want to use you. I said, is this, is this my own thought or what? What is it? I was pondering it. I was questioning it. While I'm doing it, my Sharon, daughter, third daughter, walks into my room. I, I, I was kind of hesitating to tell her about it because people... You know, you don't know how they take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might look at you funny, right? <laughs> uh, so I said, I, anyway, I said, Sharon, this is what the Lord's telling me. I thought she's going to say, no, Dad, that's, that's your thought. No, it's not going to work out. But she said, this is what she said, if the Lord told you, we're going to go. Oh, really? So I went back again to in prayer. I said, this is what Sharon said. Uh, what do you think now? Um, the Lord said, as they say, well, if you're ready, I'll take you. If I'm ready, I need a ticket to go to Canada and be back. 
I need assurance that my daughter will agree for marriage because she's become Canadian. She's not, she will not uh, accept for arranged marriage. Uh, maybe she already has a boyfriend, who knows? Um, so all of this break, I have to break it. It's going to be hard work for me as a father. The Lord said, I am going to go with you. Sure enough, I got my ticket, came over, and uh, the first thing was to convince my daughter. She was already 38, 37, 38 years old. She all became a Canadian girl, and uh, you cannot compel anything because you know uh, how the Canada is. India is different. India, what our parents say, they will obey. But <laughs> here it's different. Uh, so I, I said, Lord, you need to help me to minister to my daughter. I had to convince her. I cannot force her. I cannot compel, compel her, but if you brought me over, you had helped me. So we took a, a month or a little more talking about this marriage. She believed, she has to say single. And here I say, God has a husband for you. <laughs> These two clashing ideas and who, which is, who is right, who is wrong. Um, well, we talked over and then she somehow agreed. Okay, where is the husband? I said, I don't know. <laughs> Well, why are you talking about marriage then? You don't, have, you don't know anybody. I said, one thing I know, Shelley, since you came here, you've been alone here. We were, Mama and I, everybody in India. Uh, I don't know what was your life. Can you take a day and spend time in fasting and praying, confessing your life? I don't know who, who, what's your, I don't want to know. She did. Wow. When she did that, um, ben Dick flew from um, Tabor, Alberta to New Brunswick because he was a friend of John Luke, my eldest son-in-law. And that's how it's all connected. Well, it's long story, bring long story short. Ben, uh, ben Dick went back to Alberta and uh, somehow he, he was connecting with me so much he was talking about my ministry, he was talking about my experience. Uh, so we were really friends and so on and so forth. And um, uh, and one day, Ben said, um, I'm interested in your daughter. <laughs> I mean, I, I just wept, I just cried. God, is is this true? Is this true, Lord? Are you are you so, so interested in our lives? And when I told uh, Shelley, uh, she was kind of happy, but not yet fully convinced. Uh, she thought, well, at one point she said, Daddy, is this God doing or is it you trying to manipulate? <laughs> no, that really bothered I said, this is, I don't want to give this one because all her life she's going to blame me. It's my father forced me to marry. And I said, Lord, you have to, you have to convince her. And I don't know how you're going to do it. However, bring long story short, uh, Ben invited us to uh, his home and he, because he's a Mennonite and in Tabor, of course, uh, Bow Island, by the way. Now they are in Tabor. Um, it's a community, big Mennonite community. Yeah. And uh, so we were invited to see, meet his parents, mom and dad. And they, of course, they were in Mexico before they moved here. Mm -hmm. And so we went there, we were there for a week. Uh, somehow uh, talked about and mom, the mom parents liked uh, my girl and I liked them. So we sat down 
to talk about when to be the marriage, how long, and what is expenses, how we share all of this while talking. Uh, ben, Shelly, me, Ben's mom and dad, and maybe her brother and sisters, uh, while talking, 55-year-old Mennonite Ben's mother went into the kitchen, she filled the water with a bucket or basin, and brought a towel, sat under Shelly's feet, washed her feet, saying, Welcome, daughter-in-law to be. Wow. That's when Shelly convinced. We all cried and cried and cried. That's when Shelly convinced. Daddy, now I believe it's God. He's a brown girl. Amazing testimony. Yeah. Absolutely amazing testimony. You can, we can just see how God was at work and not, yeah. not we as people could never, never could plan it that well, could no, we? No, no, no way, no way, no so. way. Uh, I, whenever you say, sir, I, uh, this is the verse that come to me. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. He will fulfill the ways. Exactly. Well, I think our time is out. I will give both of you another chance to kind of wrap this up. Anything you'd like to say to our listeners? And then we will close. Yeah, first of all, we, we wanted to uh, we wanted to say greetings and blessings from India. And for all the listeners, who, you know, uh, pray for us. And we are praying for, uh, for, you know, we are praying for you too. And then may God bless you. And uh, those, especially those uh, those. Uh, women who are working with children's ministry I really want to appreciate uh, appreciate you and want to encourage you don't be discouraged because I was saved in a Sunday school so your ministry is very very important and and uh, you know ask God to lead you and guide you and and uh, may God bless you and your ministry thank you well I take time to thank you very much for listening and uh, some reason I have developed a respect for Hadarites, Amish, and Mennonite. I even go to Ohio and preach in Amish churches. Wow. It, it's, it's, I couldn't believe it. a brown man preaching in Amish churches. There are two orders. One is old order. The other is new order. There's a new order people that invite me. And we have connected since 30 years. What a faithful people. And... Uh, I love um, these groups because they they really have a heart. Even though uh, some of them not sure about their salvation, but I encourage this group that they they are the light. The Mennonite, the Hadarite, the the Amish are the light to North America. This is how I feel it, and I challenge. Please pray. That's where you start. And God will use you mightily, even in North Korea, bring about revival in your churches. Well, thank you both of you gentlemen for taking time to come here. And I know it's, our listeners are going to be absolutely pleased and uh, surprised. I don't think we ever had an interview like this before. So especially not from uh, missionaries from so far away from a native country as okay. India. So thank you very much for coming in. And uh, I'm sure our listeners are going to be very blessed with this. And with that, we'll close. As I Raja and Yakov met and that the English 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 English
And I can't venture us to be in Zane, you asked, and you sold you asked for you to hearken. But it is a badness, Mr. Norn, have a living American dart in India, and was a do wieder schaffen, but problem got his foot wieder to bring. But that was just merken, I said, a ball for the break of 105.9 FM.